There is no nobility in poverty. They're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. You're talking with dangerously. You've got to spend it. Spend it all. Oh, it's only money. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Welcome back to another episode of Essentials, the financial primer show brought to you by the FinPipe Network. I'm your host, Jeffrey Williams, and this week coming down the pipeline, we're looking at stocks and understanding what they are and how they are acquired. When people refer to stocks or the stock market, they're usually talking about common shares. A common share is a financial security that gives the holder an ownership claim in a company. Now, that ownership stake will give the holder the right to receive dividend distributions and a vote at the company's annual meeting. The shareholders vote to elect the directors of a company who in turn appoint the company's management and set the dividend policy. The shareholders have specific rights under both corporate law and the company's bylaws. Shares that are publicly listed on stock exchanges mean the company is required to provide information or disclosure to their shareholders in return for being publicly traded. Common shares are also referred to as equity securities or equities, alluding to the accounting term owner's equity. Investors and commentators use the term equity market or equities when they refer to stock to the stock market, so if you hear those terms, think of what we're talking about today. Equity investments are securities that represent ownership in businesses. This ownership is purchased in the form of shares. Now, there are a couple different types of shares. The first is common shares, and common shares have voting rights attached, which permit the owner of the shares to vote at the company's annual meeting. Common shareholders are also entitled to share in the company's profits through dividend distributions. Shares in this form can be private or public, and private shares, of course, do not require approval by regulatory authorities. But consider public shares for a moment. Public shares have legal disclosure requirements and are regulated by government security regulators like the Ontario Securities Commission in the province of Ontario or the Securities Exchange Commission in the United States. Public shares are also listed on stock exchanges, such as the TSX in Canada or the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange, in the United States. Now, these exchanges also regulate the issuers of shares that trade on their exchanges and the investment dealers who trade shares on the exchanges as well. Stocks that do not trade on a centralized exchange are traded over the counter through trading organizations such as the NASDAQ. But how are stock prices determined? Well, the trading between buyers and sellers is what sets the stock prices. At any point, the price of a stock reflects the price at which sellers are willing to sell and at which buyers are willing to buy. It's pretty straightforward. And ultimately, this reflects interest rates and the prospects for the economy of individual stock issuers. Now, there are many theories of stock and market valuations with only a few influencing factors outlined here. So now that we understand what stocks are and how their prices are determined, how do you actually buy the stocks? Well, there are several ways investors can buy into the markets. These are some of the most common. The first are discount brokers, and this is generally an online service and is probably the most common medium for stock investors. It's also the cheapest option, and costs are often processed per transaction. Investors are generally not given advice or help other than manipulating the actual site. So basically, you are just paying for the privilege of using the service in itself. Now, you also can use the services of an investment representative. And these people are often called stockbrokers or just brokers, and are licensed to give investment advice as well as to buy and sell securities on your behalf. 
The main categories of services are portfolio managers. Now, typically, these representatives deal with higher income clients and make transactions on their behalf after detailed analyses and reporting as part of an overall investment portfolio. Service brokers provide a platform for the investor to buy and sell stock with additional features such as advice based on financial status and risk tolerance in exchange for a commission. So basically, most people probably listening to this podcast would be wiser to go the discount broker approach because a little bit more work on your end will save you a lot of money. Whereas people who are more high net worth individuals, having someone to actually do the research for you, sometimes that premium is worth the benefits. Now, if you are going with the former route, in order to begin the process of choosing an actual stock, the key to success is research. Start by identifying an interesting industry and make a habit of reading business and financial news, including specialized business sections such as the Financial Post. Pay particular attention to the company's quarterly earnings reports and its history of raising dividends. It also helps to follow general economic trends such as employment, economic growth, and interest rates. Now, once several companies that interest the investor have been identified, the next step should be to perform an analysis of the companies in question. Explore the company's website and read as much news about the firm and the sector as possible. You can also determine the company's financial health by reviewing their financial statements, a series of documents that portray a past and current snapshot of the firm's financial standings. Additional indicators of financial health include the amount of debt a company has, the rate at which revenue increases relative to costs, also known as margins, and the frequency and amount of dividend payments. Read analyst reviews of these companies and continually monitor the activity of the chosen companies, their competitors, and their respective industries. The investor also needs to identify the amount of risk he or she is willing to assume and categorize and filter each stock under consideration based on that finding. So just some final thoughts before we end today's episode. The stock market can be very lucrative, but an investor should always be wary of many factors that can negatively influence their investment. Low prices, market excitement, and biased analysts can all make certain stocks seem valuable, which emphasizes the importance of continued research and monitoring. Additionally, the stock market is more volatile than other types of investment, so an investor should try to identify trends as opposed to specific price movements. As they say, the trend is your friend. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, don't forget to buy low and sell high. That's been our show for this week. If you're interested in learning more about this and other financial topics, head on over to finpipe.com, like our page on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening.